let's talk about this ministry. So Hope Center Indy, people think of it, they, they instantly think of human trafficking. Right. But it's so much more than that. It houses how many ministries today? So I was saying around 30, and some of those are partnerships, right? And so they may not be on our campus all the time, every week, but um, we're trying to provide them with office space. We're trying to provide them with support. And what I mean by that is just ongoing vision and encouragement and how can we help them do what they're doing and do it in a way that would help them accomplish more for the kingdom when we first started, we just thought, man, let's just put an army together of these ministries who are able to go out there and impact our city. And we just began to try to think, we've got such a big campus, we want to be a good steward of this. So how can we fill these rooms and make it work where we really feel like what's happening and the dollars given that we are being great stewards of that money for God's kingdom. And so today, we actually have three residential programs on campus with Take Heart Residential, which is our ministry for the ladies coming out of human trafficking. But we also have Grace House. And so Grace House is uh, David Wilkerson's ministry of Teen Challenge, and we have the adult level for ladies. So they are over the age of 18, and so we have them on our campus. And so we're excited about that partnership because we realize that Man, they have about 1,700 centers around the world today, and I'm sure that changes a little bit. But uh, they have been at this since the 60s, uh, started in New York City, just working with street kids and trying to bring them out and help them and to realize what they have done. They've got a great track record of just impacting lives and changing lives. And so, man, for them to come and be on our campus and be part of who we are here at the center, it just gives us a great feel. And early on when we had people calling us, they'd say, hey, pastor, my granddaughter has a drug problem. Can you help her? Or my daughter, or I have a friend. Can you help? And I would say, that's not who we are. We work in the area of human trafficking. Our ladies may have an addiction problem, but our focus is human trafficking. So today I can say, absolutely, we can get you in because we can send them right to Grace House if we want to. And then uh, some of the areas that you work with, uh, helping us to create a transitional floor. Uh, So we have Hope Community today here, and it's a two-year program where these ladies can continue to stay on our campus, be in a program, get their job, work out there, and then come back and continue to allow what they've learned to be implemented in their everyday walk and life. So that's been a big blessing to see that happen. And we realized early on that if we didn't have a transitional ministry that for these girls, because they had almost zero support system for them to make it out there was really difficult. Yeah. A lot of them, they don't have the uh, employment history or they have horrible employment history or horrible rental history. So giving the opportunity to uh, get on their feet after the programming is huge. And we'll get into that later. I I, I don't want people to think that's as brief as we're going to get. We are definitely going to dig into those programs. I think we'll have Gina Cole Clazer on here a little later and uh, she's the residential director. Here, yes. And we'll have Mary Nolan, who is your daughter. And so David's not the only child that came on board. Yeah, right. So um, this ministry, once we started praying about uh, David's replacement, one of the things I was having people tell me, I mean, it wasn't like I was the only person thinking this. I was having people come in saying, you need to bring Mary to the Hope Center. And uh, matter of fact, the pastoral staff at Brookville Road knew right away and 
Pastor Andy said to the senior pastor, Mary will be leaving and she's going to the Hope Center. And that was before we had really even talked about it, right? And so he just felt like that's what God was saying, that she was going to go. So she had been there for 10 years in the area of women's ministry and children's ministry. And I love working with her when I was there. I was able to work with her for about seven years. And so uh, when Dave's position opened up, we realized that we needed someone to come in and fill this role, even though her role is completely different than what Dave was doing. He was more IT. He was more vision casting. He was more out there speaking about awareness and all those things where she's been more hands-on with the program, which she can because she's a lady. And she's also been one of the teachers upstairs working in the relational area for us. So that's been a really big time blessing. And then to see her begin to work and put the program together and work with a team of other ladies to make that happen has been really, really good. And then uh, early on, my daughter, uh, Rachel, uh, wanted to do something at the Hope Center. And so she was the one who said, hey, uh, why don't you let us create a boutique for you? It could be an ongoing fundraiser for you every day. And so it was just funny because I had never been to a boutique, never heard of one. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something you would be. Couldn't even pronounce the right. word boutique, right? So And so they said, no, really, Pastor, it could be a good thing. We can have you an ongoing fundraiser every day. And so that's kind of how the first vision of creating a giving engine back into the center and, a, and a businesses to help us with sustainability. So. It's one of those things that coming out of the church world, we often did like fundraisers for youth groups or some of those kind of things, but it was never something that we would consider that you were trying to raise money to the point where you could actually help fund your budget. So when we took over here, though, we began to realize right away the challenge that we had of raising enough money to sustain this campus as well as do all the ministry. So through that process, it kind of like, kind of came upon us more so than we actually said, this is our intent and this is what we're going to do. It was more like people began to say, you ought to do this and you ought to do that. And I would say, what a great idea. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. That would be a really good idea to do. And so we began to take some of those ideas and implement them and create things. And Rachel and Sarah, like you had mentioned, they had just really redid two rooms here in the entry of our campus. And these two rooms really uh, were it's going to be their whole boutique. And through that process, we realized that they began to do it all out of their own pocket, right? And so I had mentioned earlier, I think, that they had decided that somehow they were going to do this. I had enough financial concerns that they didn't want to ask me for it. And so, but anyway, they started to create the boutique and I remember the f- the first day that they actually ha- were open for business, they made $800. And uh, most all of that was given and donated items and all used stuff, right? And so they took that $800 and they gave $400 back to the Hope Center. And they took $400 and they reinvested it in their business and began to expand it and grow it. And so it was from that then we began to realize that this really has the potential to do something that maybe we hadn't anticipated. And so they began to grow that and then began to put new items in their store. And then they began to do one thing after another. And it just expanded from those two shops to about 8,000 square feet now here in the entry of our Hope Center. And uh, it's really a, a beautiful store. It didn't take long then after that, that we realized that we had a lot of stuff that was coming in that would be good thrift. And so they said, well, let's open up a thrift store. And so they ended up talking with a church in Irvington, the Irvington United Methodist Church, and they talked to the pastor there. And they said, absolutely, let's see if we can 
do that. And so we ended up opening up a thrift store there in the Irvington area. And then wasn't long after that, uh, Rachel was driving by uh, a little store in Morristown. And she said to me, Dad, that would be a great place for a boutique here in town. And I thought, are you crazy? This is <laughs> Morristown, Indiana. Come on, right. this is like, you know, people aren't going to come out here and shop for this kind of stuff. And she said, no, I got a good feeling about this. So anyway, we asked the owner if we might be able to, uh, matter of fact, when I approached him, I said, you know, I'd like to work out something with you. And so he said to me, well, what would you like to work out? I said, free rent. (laughs) (laughs) And so his response was, okay, we can talk about that. So, and uh, so he ended up basically giving us free rent on this building and all we have to pay is the utilities. And so we went in and completely redid the building. It's absolutely beautiful today with chandeliers and everything. And I think he's kind of proud now that he saw all the work that we put into it and how we really improved the whole quality of that building. And And then we opened, matter of fact, just last December, uh, about the 15th, I think, of December. And we were so surprised at how many people were coming into that little boutique and coffee shop that we had actually opened and got on the market. So it's turned out to be a really wonderful giving engine that kind of comes back into the boutique's gift back into the center then we have just been thinking about other opportunities and they're dreaming about more locations. And so our goal would be that all of our giving engines would be able to produce about 50% of all of our revenue needed. And we realize we're not close there. And they remind me every time they think they're getting closer, I increase our budget because <laughs> we have so many more needs here, right? So we're hiring people and the budget just keeps going up and they're thinking we'll never make it. We'll never get to that 50% because you just keep increasing. So we kind of went from a $300,000 budget. And when Dave and I first came to 1.7 million today, which is almost frightening when you think about doing something by faith and trusting God for all those, all those gifts and revenue com- sure. coming in. And so the giving engines are a big part of that. We realize that it could be a greater part in the future. We're hoping that that will be. And the other thing, it enables these people to use their gifts in a way that uh, glorifies the Lord and gives to the kingdom and makes an impact. And I think it also gives the community something to be proud of. And they come in and they want to be part of who we are. And so this is a way that they can say, you know, I'm part. You know, I'm shopping. We say shopping is serving at the Hope Center. So they're serving when they come to shop and be part of what we're doing. Well, I said that the boutique was one of the first giving engines, but there was actually um, the coffee shop was one of the very first things. And that was created by a 16-year-old, right? And she was part of Girls Heritage Program, I think is what it is. Yeah. Ariana had approached us one day and she said, um, hey, I would like to do something for the center as my project. So it's kind of like Girl Scouts, you or Boy Scouts, you have a project that you have to actually do and you have to raise your own money. You have to get your volunteers. You have to come in and do the work. So uh, she said, I just would love to create a coffee shop for you guys. And so we were all about that because one, we enjoy coffee around here and we realized it would be a nice thing to serve the ladies and they could come down and have a specialty drink or or whatever. So anyway, uh, yeah, her and her church and her family just took that project on and just created it and made it happen for us. And I was trying to think back and I can't remember all the figures, but I think she raised about $16,000 for this project, which is really amazing when you think about a junior in high school and her heart and her desire. So 
really gifted young lady, and I think she's going to do some great things in the world, and God's going to use her mightily because she's got the heart for it, and she's got the passion, and she's got the the ability to make things come together. So we're really grateful for that. That's beautiful. That's about the time that I came in was right after the coffee shop was put together, and that's really that's really kind of how all the giving engines because there's more than that now. You've right. got the boutique and <clears throat> the coffee shop can. Uh, the Freedom Barn, which is the event center, and now you have the the greenhouse. But what's the other event upstairs? The ballroom, which was redone. So, can we talk about some of those? Yeah, see if I can just kind of walk through those. Um, so, when you first come in, you have the boutique, you have the coffee shop that is created, and we really re- we moved the first coffee shop up to the up front of the building, and we were able to move the equipment, all the things that. Ariana had helped us to purchase and get and then we kind of increased and upgraded and done some of those things and then where we had the coffee shop we created a beauty salon and the reason we actually did it right there is because all the electrical service was directly below the floor of the coffee shop and we needed to put in a new service and run that and you know when it comes to hair dryers and all that they need all home runs and so it's just going to be a lot of electrical wiring run and so we just felt like it would probably be cheaper to do it there than it would be to do it in the front of our uh, boutique. And so we just flip-flopped the coffee shop and the beauty salon. And so these ladies who also helped create the boutique began to put together the beauty salon for us. And, and uh, it's actually open to the public. We have three professional stylists right now still looking for a couple others to come on board to help us in there. And uh, the ladies can come downstairs, get their hair done, and that's kind of neat. We don't have to transport them to the beauty salon and uh, most of the time it's free to them so that's a, a blessing to them and then we can go in there and get our own hair done so that's kind of nice i just walk out of my office walk down to the beauty salon <laughs> and get my hair done so but i do pay i'm a paying customer and i'm grateful to pay because i'm just grateful i don't have to go to the beauty salon so to make an else. appointment yeah don't have to go somewhere else so and then the greenhouse that's open yeah so the greenhouse when we took over the campus uh the roof had blown off and it had really not been used for 15 years so there was a lot of things that needed to be done we ended up putting new hanging heaters in there and and getting the roof back on and then uh, getting all the water lines and all that stuff back up and ready to go we put on new lights in there and so we just did a lot of work to get it ready to go and uh, the neat thing i think is when we think about these ladies is that they all don't have the same desire or passion and some of them really enjoy working in the boutique or the coffee shop. They enjoy that. They love retail. They love the beautiful things in there, right? So, but others, not so much. You know, they are all about getting their hands dirty and flowers and dirt and so they can learn about horticulture and they can be part of that if that's something that they've wanted. And through the last couple of years, we've had ladies that have really enjoyed being part of that ministry out there. And they also kind of, are able to plant and do the things that hopefully makes them feel like, man, this is really a good thing. And, and I'm being part of helping provide back into the center as well. So, so they're not, the giving engines aren't just a way to provide financial support to the hope center. They actually give the girls employable skills. Yeah. So everything that we do here on campus, we often say it, has two purposes when it comes to these giving engines. It donates back to the center so these ladies can come free. And it costs us well over 3000 a month for them to be here. So for them to come free, we better be able to figure this out, right? And uh, so... And that's for 15 months. That is for 15 months. Wow. And then um, 
When it comes to the other area, then we say the other thing we can do is life skill, providing them with employment and opportunities to learn when it comes to the different things. So we often say things like when they work in the boutique, they can learn about fashion design and presentation and retail and all the things that that entails, right? And from running cash registers to checking people in and out and interacting with the public, welcoming the public and just being kind of the face of the Hope Center, really. So that, or working in the coffee shop and they can become a barista if they wanted to. They could go straight out of here to a coffee shop and, and get a job as well. So it just gives them a great way of feeling apart and connected. And so once they've been in our program six or seven months, depending upon uh, each lady's emotional health, she can start to work. And so our goal is that they can all work here on campus. So I remember there was a, a special story about the event centers which there's three places you can get married here. And I got married here. You married us uh, out in the garden, which was Dave's Memorial Garden. It's beautiful. But there, I've heard a rumor that you have a closet full of wedding dresses that these ladies, when they are healed and they go out and find the love of their life, they can come back and get married here. Is that is that the story I heard? Yeah, so... I had done a tour with the ladies one day and I took them out to the wedding barn and I said to them, Hey ladies, you know why we do the wedding barn? Sure. A fundraiser. And I said, well, that's part of it. But I said, this is the deal. You finish the program. You go out and you find Mr. Wright. You come back here and we'll do your wedding free. Perfect. And their eyes went like, got as big <laughs> as half dollars. Right. Right. And they said, free. And I said, yeah. And then I said this to the others, we'll figure free out later <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because, you know, but we are their family. I think when they are here for 15 months and we are the people that they would probably want at their wedding and being part of that. And so we realized that's still a challenge for them. And um, I remember the first time that uh, they came to the wedding, they came to David's wedding, David and Stephanie and they were all out there, and afterward, they told me, Pastor, this is the most beautiful wedding. I've never been to a wedding. So some of them had never been to a wedding, didn't know what a wedding ceremony was like. And I think that some of them just dreamed of a day when maybe they could have something like that, that they could cherish and memories and some kind of relationship that would be honoring to God. And so I think it's a great thing, and hopefully we'll be taken up on it in the future, and we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, that's what great. we'll do. So, and that's I think that's really important. Is a lot of these ladies that come in here, they've they've given up hope, and they don't have dreams. They don't they don't even know where to start. It, it doesn't seem possible for them, and that's a big part of what the Hope Center is about. It's creating Absolutely. those. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that there's more coming. I know that there's always a vision. There's always something that we're working towards working on. So what do you see in the future as far as expansion or giving engines or more partnerships here on campus? Yeah. So as you mentioned, we have the three uh, wedding venues. We have the outdoor wedding opportunities that people can use. We have the ballroom, which is a formal wedding uh, venue. And then we have the wedding barn. So which is more of a rustic wedding, and then they can decide where they want to have their reception. Uh, from that, though, once we get through the weddings and the boutique and the beauty salon, the coffee shops, then and the greenhouse, uh, we've been talking about manufacturing. And so one of the things that we've done is we've literally taken almost a whole floor and building um, two, 
and um, created a manufacturing area there. And so we just, you know, kind of build it and they will come. And so we're just getting this building ready and just believe that there's going to be companies out there that will ask us if we can manufacture things and assemble things and work on things. And we just believe that's something we're going to be able to do. And in the future, hopefully we'll have people who will oversee that business, but we'll be able to hire the ladies to be part of that. And uh, they can learn some skills there as well and provide income and opportunity while they're here. So manufacturing is going to be a big one. I think sometime after the first of the year, 2022 here, we'll be able to get something going upstairs in manufacturing and that'll be another giving engine back into the center. So it's going to be a, a good thing for us. So. Uh, we've been dreaming about some other areas. We wanted to do a farmer's market. We'd love to build a, a beautiful facility out by our greenhouse where we could uh, have an opportunity for other vendors to come in and sell some of their stuff. If they have, you know, homemade jellies or, or honey or whatever it might be that they actually have and would be able to have a space in there. And then we would be able to sell some of our fresh produce out of the greenhouse in the farmer's market. Just make a beautiful place for people to come and be part of the community. And so I think it's something that our community actually needs here in this area. So we'll see, but that's something we'd like to, I got some dreams and ideas about that. We'll see if someone will come alongside and help fund that because that's kind of what happens. You know, someone will say, let me create that vision for you. And, and God just kind of brings it together. So hopefully that would be something in the future. We've talked about even doing something like a retail store here where our ladies could actually oversee the retail store and, and, um, be able to have jobs there and then that store would be something that would come back into the center so we even called like hope dollars or something like that where we could create this store name it ourselves, and then let people from the community come over and whether it's just selling some small items such as milk and bread and cereal and all the little things that people just run to, to dollar general to get whatever so we could work on that and literally name it hope dollars and see what god would do with it and so we'll see how that comes about as well so and all of these are just more opportunities for those employable skills and there was even talk of uh, possibly a restaurant yeah we had talked about the powerhouse restaurant and uh, we have a big powerhouse that we'd like to kind of renovate and just be some creative things in there and we've talked about how we could go about doing that it would be a major undertaking for us to create that but you know as we see here there's nothing little about this place anyway so it would no. probably fit right in so to do something like that but we had dreamed of maybe a kind of a place of a restaurant where people could go into the greenhouse and pick their own vegetables and bring it in and we'd fix their own salad and oh, just have awesome. incredible kind of a, a experience moment you know where you're able to enjoy all that stuff you want to pick flowers for your table and and so it, go ahead and do that and it would just be right. a neat experience for them i know that there's been some of those places across america and when, when it's unique like that and it's different people enjoy that because it's not normal right so right. a lot of people want to come out and be part of that and i think just the draw of who we are and wanting to support the ministry would would also be really good so yeah if i'm going to go out to eat i you know knowing that steak is going to help you know fund a, a mission that make it's going to make me want to go out to eat i think i could get my husband to go out to eat a little more too. that's right <laughs> absolutely so i think you know we have some challenges we've uh, re-zoned uh, our campus for some of these businesses and ministries uh restaurants and those kind of things because of traffic flow you still got to go through some of those things so we just have to go back to the drawing board on that and making sure that we've got everything covered so that they would all feel comfortable about giving us that permit to be able to open up a restaurant or whatever. 
year. So that's awesome. We'll and see in the future. I, I, I think it's a possibility. We got 20, almost 26 acres. So we got plenty of room plenty here. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. So when we talk about how you do these things, you have some partnerships. The canine unit is partner, one of the partners. So this isn't necessarily stuff that Hope Center creates. You also bring in partners for these things as well. Right. When it comes to partnerships, I mean, one of the things that we realize is how many things kind of dovetail together and it's kind of like a hand in a glove and there's just things that just come together in a way that you think that could only be God because I wouldn't even have thought of something like that. And so when we first opened up, you know, we were, we met Dr. Carolyn Knight and she had this ministry of going to strip clubs and massage parlors and doing street ministry to rescue girls. And she ends up coming here to be at the Hope Center. When it came to our residential program, I never thought about having maybe a division of rescue, someone who's actually on the front lines going out there and ministering and doing something. And then uh, Todd Jordan came along and he said, man, I need some place to train my canine uh, dogs and you have a big campus and would you be willing to open your campus up to that? And we said, absolutely. So he began to train his his dogs here on campus and then wanted to know if he could do a graduation here on campus. And we finally said, yeah, you can do your graduations. And then from that, he connected with OUR, which is Operation Underground Railroad. And, and uh, they said, man, we would like to build you a canine barn so you can continue to train these dogs uh, that is trained to uh, work in the area of child exploitation and pornography when it comes to those areas. And so when they do raids, they take these dogs in. So whether it's in a home or a business and these dogs are able to detect, you know, electronic devices and those kind of things that might have child porn on it or just exploitation of children in any way. So they're able to do that. And and I, I just never thought about teaming up with something like that, where we're kind of working in all these different facets of human trafficking, child exploitation. And so like Carolyn with her strip club ministries and all that she's doing with these dogs and how we're trained to prosecute and work in the area of law enforcement to protect children and to combat uh, child pornography and some of those things. So it's kind of neat how God has really brought some of those ministries together and how he's kind of brought them all here on campus and we're kind of working hand in hand. And then, so with a canine barn too, Todd will have half and then we'll have half and our ladies can begin to work with the uh, dogs and raise puppies. And so we'll hopefully do some therapy dogs and maybe even service dogs that uh, we can uh, sell to the community or even give away if the Lord would provide in a way that we can provide those dogs. And so, and then continue to work with Todd and his ministry and his dogs. And so our ladies can do both sides of the barn. They can be learning about how these dogs are trained when it comes to going out on a raid and also then uh, training the pups and to do everything that they need to when it comes to just social behavior and all the things that they'll love on and be really grateful for. So, so you have your very first superstar puppy on campus that we all Absolutely adore. Layla's her name, right? Yeah, Layla. And she's gorgeous and beautiful. And she is. I know how much the ladies enjoy having her up on their floor and, and being able to spend time with her. So in part, they're also therapy dogs for the for the ladies as well then. They really are. And so Todd uh, uses all labs, uh, black labs, and, and just they call them brown, blondes. Uh, but they are just the right personality type. And he just loves it. I mean, they are just really sharp learners and quick learners and and just really easy to work with. And so they'll all be labs. So all 
I think they all could be therapy dogs when yeah. it comes to these. I ladies. have a shepherd that's really stubborn, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, and I think that, you know, just having Layla here on campus and upstairs in the room and where these ladies can also enjoy her, she is a big hit. She's like the star of campus, I think. And she can't walk down the hallway without greeting you and wanting you to pet her. I mean, it really is. It's kind of like she's saying, you need therapy. Right. You know, she, you need, yeah. I've spent some time with her, trust so me. So she, she comes right over. You've right. got to pet her. You know, she wants to kind of comfort you a little bit. I'm so, here. Hello. Yeah, hello. That's right.